0: Welcome in to this archived episode of the original Essay Talk podcast. It's your favorite local podcast host and retirement advisor, Zach Espediqueta. With the changes to the original podcast and rebrand in May of 2021, the current events and interview follow-up segments were taken out of these archived episodes for easier accessibility to the interview itself. Most new listeners just want to hear the interview anyway. Keep that in mind if you hear any references made to other segments or when you hear some of the old podcast music. I really hope you enjoy this interview. Be sure to give the podcast a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and a follow on social media at Network. Enjoy the episode. So welcome back to the Sa Talk Podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest joining us today on the show, Matt Bruin, the GM of Pabst Brewing Company, a native of Brisbane, Australia, and recently made the move here to San Antonio and has a lot of belief in the potential here in town. So
1: Matt, how you doing today? I'm doing real well, actually. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, and thank you so much for being on here. We are really excited not only to have you here in San Antonio, but learn more about Pabst Brewing Company. I know y'all had a brief entrance in San Antonio a few years back. So kind of give us a, a brief overview of how you got to where you are.
1: Yeah, born and raised in Australia. Moved into packaged goods marketing out of university. Ended up with a multinational alcohol company called Diageo. Moved from Sydney to New York. Did three years in New York. And then took the opportunity to go from spirits to beer and join the Pabst Brewing Company three years ago in L.A. Subsequently, we've consolidated operations to San Antonio, so now officially Texan.
0: Well, that's wonderful to hear. And tell us a little more about Pabst and the workplace culture there, because it's a lot different than your typical workplace.
1: Pabst is a really old company, 176-year-old beer company founded out of Milwaukee, You know, really is a divergent group of innovators that are looking to not really just stay in the beer category, but evolve and innovate outside the category. So it's a very entrepreneurial spirit, very much about change and creation and creativity.
0: A lot of the listeners here in San Antonio, I mean, we, of course, know of Lone Star and Pearl Beer, which Pabst, of course, owns. But I I would say they don't know too much about Pabst. So tell us a little more about the companies that Pabst owns. And are you looking to bring Pabst into the community?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Pabst Company was the son of the son-in-law, the name of the son-in-law of the original founder. The founder goes by the name of Jacob Best, 1844. Frederick Pabst married the daughter and changed the name to the Pabst Brewing Company. One of their original brands was Pabst Blue Ribbon, which was given the name because it won a Blue Ribbon Award at a beer festival. And then over the 70s, 80s and 90s, the Pabst Brewing Company purchased a bunch of regional brands, including Lone Star Pearl, as well as Rainier in uh, Pac Northwest, Schaefer in New York, Old Style in Chicago. Stro in Detroit, Stag in St. Louis. So the company now owns a plethora of very regional beer brands, as well as having partnerships with a craft brewer out of Grand Rapids.
2: And so kind of tell us what makes the products at PAPS different than, you know, some of the other places that we've heard of, or even, you know, Pearl and Lone Star.
1: Good beer is good beer to start with. So a lot of the beer that's sold, it's defined as domestic premium, whether it's Bard or PBR or Lone Star. Everyone makes really good beer across the board. There's flavour differences and taste differences. But ultimately, you know, across the board, the industry makes really high quality, very drinkable beer. But each brand has a certain unique emotional relevance to the consumer. The slight taste variation plus the brand distinctivity gives it sort of relevance. So Lone Star is really a standard bearer of Texas you know, the, the beer itself was delicious, sessionable for a Texas lifestyle, but the brand identifies with that sort of sense of undeniably Texan. Whereas PBR, again, a little slightly different in terms of flavor profile, but it has a more independent, creative, eclectic kind of mindset, big supporter of the arts and urban sports community, as well as music. So again, identifying different with a, with a different subculture. So each of our brands has a unique positioning. The liquid, the packaging, the design the kind of communication identifies with a different consumer group, and it develops products differently as well. So with Lone Star, we've done a craft partnership in Texas with Tr- like Travis Brewing. We've done a, a product called Riojado, which is a Mexican-style lager. We've just done a peach kolsch as well with Lone Star, but really uniquely Texan flavours. We're on past Blue Ribbon. We've done a national hard coffee, hard tea. We've done a whiskey. We've done seltzer. So each brand has different products that represent the brand positioning.
0: As the GM of Paps, tell us a little more about your role in the company and and what it is that
1: you do. Yeah, I get all the problems and none of the fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so as general manager, I look after all the functions. So sales, marketing, supply, people, culture, IT and finance. Uh, we have an exec team of six people here in San Antonio to report to me and I, I kind of help hopefully create some vision and leadership for the entire organization and then work with the functional leaders to help them you know, deliver great functional teams, whether it's great marketeers, great salespeople. Now,
0: obviously the story from the San Antonio report about PAPS moving its headquarters to San Antonio was was a big story for the locals sure. here. So, Tell us a little more about the move and, and why the move, right? Because when you hear of a company, a large company moving from LA or Dallas to San Antonio, I mean that's big news. People are wondering
1: why, no. right? <laughs> it felt like it felt like huge news to everyone. I didn't think yeah. it was big news, but apparently it was huge news. Um, well, it
2: really is because San Antonio really gets passed up by a lot of big companies for that right? cities that they, that they think are bigger or think are more, you know, cultural
1: or... Should I get it? So it. I can see that too. I get it. I get both sides of the coin. So with the acquisitions of Pearl and Lone Star many years ago, PAPS has had an office here for many years and the headquarters has been in Chicago and then was moved to Los Angeles maybe 10 years ago, I think. And LA is, it's a difficult market to work packaged goods company from. So it's expensive as a cost of living. And there isn't many other packaged goods companies there. So when we were thinking about creating a singular, centralized, consolidated office, we were considering multiple existing locations, LA, Dallas, Milwaukee, and San Antonio. And the reason we chose San Antonio was it felt like us, you know, kind of up and coming, exciting It wasn't overblown in terms of cost. It wasn't LA, it wasn't New York, it wasn't Chicago. So it was reasonably priced with a whole lot of spirit and determination, which is really the characteristics of our company. We're not the biggest beer company. We're not the biggest alcohol company. We're full of moxie and spirit, which kind of felt like that was San Antonio kind of encapsulated.
2: In your article, you said that you fell victim to the thought that Austin might be the the better place to live, but you soon bought a house down in Southtown, San Antonio. So what made you at first think Austin was the place to be and what changed your mind about San Antonio?
1: My experiences of the two city was Austin I'd been to for South by Southwest and major festivals, you know, partying. And San Antonio is where I'd gone for work because I'd flown in, got in the car, gone to the office, gone for dinner. My impressions of the two cities were driven by my experiences of the two cities. So when we decided that we were going to centralize to San Antonio, I kind of thought, well, maybe I'll live in Austin and commute. The difficulties and realities of that is the commute's long. I-35
0: can be a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then the cost of living in in Austin is incredibly high. We were were shook. We came out of LA expecting a cost of living um, improvement in Austin, but it's not there. That city is incredibly expensive. So... We really checked our perspective and spent time, more time in San Antonio, experiencing the neighborhoods, meeting the people and just getting a better sense for it. And we actually went, wow, we've really underestimated San Antonio from the food culture to the art culture to the friendliness of the people. We then decided that Austin wasn't for us and we would move into central San Antonio We've got a lot of work to do to refit our office as well here. So with COVID, we have to refresh the entire office and rebuild another floor. So I'm spending a lot of time at the office just in terms of construction mode. So... Being central was really cool. I'm watching on a daily basis new restaurants and bars and stuff reopen. Actually, I just got back from riding my bike down to Outpost, which is a new place on South Elmo, buying some chicken. And it's just cool. It's just cool to be here, cool to be part of it. And the response from the announcement is just proof that it was a good decision because people are so you know animated by our choice. Even though we're not employing the most people, I feel like people feel that our brand and our persona is a really helpful thing for the city.
0: Well, and I think anytime locals hear that we're getting another corporate citizen moving its headquarters here to San Antonio, it's always great news. And, you know, to your point, Matt, you you talked earlier about possibly falling victim to that narrative about Austin. And Austin is a great place. It's a great place for music. If you want to go party, you can party it up on 6th Street. They have the festivals, the music festivals, but people just don't know. Outside of San Antonio, there's a lot of folks that just don't know what San Antonio has to offer. Like you said, the arts culture that we have, the museum reach, you know, in downtown. We have a growing urban core, a growing tech sector. You know, we're trying to retain our local talent from our top tier universities as well. And there's a lot going on here in San Antonio. And I think a lot of outside companies are starting to realize that. So I think it's great that PAPS wants to be a part of that and they notice it.
1: Definitely. I think, you know, the, the city has been characterised by the River Walk and the Alamo as the projections of tourism for so long. And I think there's an opportunity moving forward to project other cultural aspects of the city, you know, whether it's the art scene, the food scene, whether it's whatever whatever's going on, I think there's an opportunity for it to be more than a tourist destination but be a destination for people to make homes. And there's some beautiful areas. You know, you can also, you can make really divergent choices here. You can live downtown in, you know, in apartments or historic homes you can live in beautiful green suburbs like Alamo Heights or Terra Hills or you can go and get a country lot so you have this kind of vast array of lifestyle choices that very few cities offer i mean there's not many cities left in america that are 1.6 1.7 million people that you can still buy you know 5 minutes from downtown for a re- realistic price or equally be 40 minutes out of the city on a farm, you know, on a five acre property. This is very unique. I mean, in LA, that's not a possibility. So you're in a unique position where you can offer really great lifestyle choices for people, and that's what I've been doing with a lot of the people that are looking to relocate. We've been trying to re-educate them, have them take a second look at the city.
2: I see it every day. People move here, people relocate, and they just don't know how much our city has to offer. As far as Peps, you know, you said that your mission really aligns, the company's mission really aligns with the values of San Antonio. Do you all plan on integrating into the community through any events or anything like that?
1: We've actually just posted a job for a head of community liaisons and community events. So we've just posted that on LinkedIn. We've got hundreds of applicants, which is brilliant. We'll certainly inject ourselves into the community in, in some way, shape, or form. You know, I don't have exact details what that looks like, but it will be consistent with the values of the company.
0: Well, speaking of events, a few years ago, San Antonio held its first major music festival, Malaluna, at the old Lone Star Brewery site. And of course, there's been a lot of talks over the years of that old Lone Star Brewery site, you know, turning it into something similar to the Pearl, right? That's what everyone's been thinking. There's been a lot of business deals gone awry. So do you have any kind of insight or details on what that might be, that renovation is still going on?
1: Sure. It's a good piece of land. So my experience is when you have a good piece of land with a with a mile of kayakable riverfront that close to the city that it's not going to lay dormant forever. And I think the group that built Pearl Brewery up and turned it to what it is, is, is set a blueprint for potential success. So I don't think it's going to be long before the people who own it and developing it are clear on their announcements because it's, it's ready and we're ready to help. We'll give our name to it. We'll support it. A Lone Star Brewery location equal to or better than Pearl would be, would be amazing for us. So we'll definitely support it.
0: Being that Paps is a little new to San Antonio, we kind of want to circle around and talk about the purpose of the podcast, which is San Antonio sure. and, and how San Antonio fits into, into your company and how they integrate. But kind of a fun question in that regard. Have you tried out any of the local breweries here or maybe some local craft beer that you enjoy?
2: Yeah, are you, are you testing out the competition here?
1: <laughs> I'm not a massive craft. I have to say I'm not a massive craft beer guy. You know, I like my beer cold and yellow and easy to drink. I like the flavoured malt beverages too. Our hard tea and our hard coffee is pretty delicious. So I'm not like a craft beer nerd. No disrespect to the craft brewing industry, which I love those guys, but that's just not my jam. Triple to IPAs aren't, aren't my vogue. So no, I, I haven't really checked out many of the craft beer. I've been eating a lot of your food and drinking a lot of your coffee though. (laughs) <laughs>
2: um, anyone who moves to san antonio we're just gonna say it's the san antonio 15 because we have incredible food and you have to taste it all of course
0: you do if you want to try it all the coffee community is huge here as well you know yeah. you said you enjoy drinking some great coffee you're moving your family to Southtown. what are some of your favorite spots that you found well, there i'm interested here
1: i moved i bought the house just so i could be able to walk one minute to brown coffee it's just so good on there every morning they're like all right you again so that's great um, but that's the
2: great thing about Antonio is you can walk into a coffee shop and they're going to remember you. They'll know oh your yeah. name. You know, it's, so it's, it's a family here.
1: That's so cool. You're totally right. We hit Maverick the other night. That was super delicious. I've done pretty much every restaurant at the Pearl. Uh, we went to the Blue Star Brewery, the Halicon. Oh, pizza Halcyon. Pizza yeah, Halcyon. Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. Pizza down there was delicious. So, yeah, we're getting around, checking out all the, the food and coffee scene. I'm looking forward to Scorpion opening. I, um, I've been following them on Insta this little coffee shop restaurant called scorpion looks really cool
0: well if you're looking for a good coffee shop not too far from downtown we featured recently coficionado so it's okay. just south of downtown okay. great place they roast you have to hit me up <laughs> hit me up afterwards and I'll, I'll go check him out they roast their coffee in-house the owner is is patricia butler But, you know, to your point, Southtown is a great place to be. I know we talked a little bit before the podcast about you moving to Southtown, and you wanted to be really in the heart of the city, and I will, you know, big shout out to the Southtown community. I mean, that is, in my opinion, the heart of the city, and you know, you can fill up on coffee, you can fill up on food there, and then you can go walk along the Riverwalk. It's right there.
2: It's a beautiful area. You can can walk anywhere. You know, the walkability of the city is incredible, Um, and I think you'll come to find that out. You said you, you rode your bike.
1: I had a lunch meeting at the Riverwalk, and I got on my bike, and I road four minutes frankly i don't like cars that much so if i can avoid the are i will so getting on the bike walking that's my jam i'd rather go and when you ride your bike somewhere you kind of ingest the stimulus that exists in a city in a way that you don't get if you're just driving in a car so that's what i love and that's what i love about the flat easy access of uh, san antonio
2: so we always like to, again, we, we kind of circle back around San Antonio, your thoughts of San Antonio, but we always like to ask, you know, is there a legacy that you or Peps would like to leave here in San Antonio?
1: We'd like San Antonio to be the lighthouse of creativity for Texas as well as the US. And we'd like to kind of bring people to the city for more than just the Riverwalk, Alamo and SeaWorld and have them appreciate the city for its, you know, its inherent culture and amplify the existing culture, whether it's the art scene, the music scene, the food scene, so that people see the city for what it really is and really shine a bright light on the opportunity and possibility of the city.
0: What would you say is some advice that you would provide to other maybe large companies looking to move their headquarters as far as San Antonio being their next place?
1: I'd just say don't sleep on it. You know, put it up as an option and do the diligence around it. You know, the, more, the more the companies m- move here with the right attitude and the right mindset, the better the city will be. And I'm pretty sure that if they relocate people here or recruit here, they're going to get a very happy and healthy workforce.
2: Well, we couldn't agree more. We think San Antonio is just, um, we think it's the place to be. We think, you know, we're the underdog city, but we're up and coming. So we appreciate all of your insight on not only your company, but, uh, you know, a fresh take on San Antonio from someone who hasn't been here, um, but has really enjoyed it as much as we do.
1: Cool. I appreciate it, time, guys. Thanks for having us on.
0: And guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Amanda and I will give our thoughts on today's guest. Hey guys, it's Zach. As some of you may know, I help people plan for retirement, and as your advisor, I can not only show you how money truly works, but put you in control of your money today and in retirement. If you're looking to schedule a financial review, please give me a call at 210-760-0409. Thank you for listening to this archived episode of the original Essay Talk podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the interview. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more content, you'll want to hit that subscribe or follow button, depending on which podcast platform you are using. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I do also ask that you please give us a rate and review. That really helps the podcast grow. Lastly, if you want to keep up with the podcast, check us out on social media at SAPodNetwork. Take care and Viva San Antonio.